You are listening to Visionaries and Leaders. Each week, we give you an insider's look into the minds of the greats. Learn what makes them tick and how they tackle the biggest challenges that brought them to the top. Here is your host, Richard Lorenzen. Hey, guys. So we have Kieran Matthew here on the show today. Uh, Kieran, thanks for coming on. Thanks very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and share some insight. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. So uh, let's dive right in. So to, to kind of kick this off, could you tell everybody a little bit about what your background is and your company? Absolutely. So essentially, in my late years of high school and early years of university, uh, I just actually left university three months ago, so in the middle of April. I got very immersed into startup ecosystems. So I took on any and every role between business development, marketing, um, sales as well, and basically just all the learning opportunities possible. And I leveraged these learning opportunities to essentially consult for some leading national brands last summer um, because a lot of the work I was doing with the startups was oriented around how can I basically take a product or take a service and get it into the hands of the Canadian youth market, so specifically the 18 to 24 student demographic. Um, so I had all that experience, and I was able to leverage that to work with some leading national brands in the alcohol bev space, um, the food and beverage space as well, and uh, retail. And my learning in that early consulting was that these marketing teams were just slightly too far removed from the student demographic to effectively cater and sell. Uh, what I had learned early on was that these marketing teams had budgets um, that had gone from 60 to 70% being spent on TV and radio in about 2015 to 60 to 70% being spent on social in 2017. And a lot of them were trying to play catch up, finding a way to kind of cut through that noise because someone my age at 21 is observing about 15,000 marketing messages a day on social um, so they're trying to figure out how to cut through that noise and build more effective, meaningful relationships with consumers in that youth market. Uh, and that's kind of where I came in. So that, that work was valuable. Um, but my early learning was that, again, this consulting was interesting and unique, but it's far more valuable if I could consult and then actually create programs in the form of marketing campaigns to be implemented on university and college campuses. So taking those learnings building a program around it, and then actually working on implementation in the market that I was kind of helping them on. Um, so I built a brand around that. It's called Amplify Solutions. Uh, and we started at the university I was studying at Western. Uh, so we, we quickly learned that it was a need, that people were having this difficulty and were struggling to cater and sell to that youth market. And that enabled us to have some early traction um, but then to scale as well. So uh, between August 2016 and now August 2017, I've uh, grown the business from essentially a one-man shop. It was just me to a national organization with over 60 employees. Um, and we have a huge database of influencer partnerships as well. So we're essentially a full-service marketing firm, which uh, helps brands grow and succeed in the student demographic. And our, our differentiating factor is that we actually solely employ students because, as I learned, who better understands the student demographic than, than students themselves? That's awesome. That's, that's a lot of growth for, like, just under 12 months. Yeah, it was 
really exciting. Um, at times, I kind of wondered how I had got there and if I was really capable of of doing this and leading that many people. But it it just kind of worked out, and all the learning and individual kind of personal growth I had during those twelve months and continue to have is really, really uh, great. I'm grateful for it's uh, astonishing, truly. Could you walk us through, uh, you know, what the journey was like taking a company from from one person, just yourself, to now 60 employees in, in less than 12 months, you know, at 21 years old? There's so many people trying to do that. What was that journey like and, and what challenges did you face? So, yeah, there were there were a number of challenges. Um, but, but at the same time, since we're solely employing students, uh, once you have a big enough network on one campus to expand to another university market, it wasn't necessarily that difficult. Um, so essentially, we started at my school where I was studying. And I, I did this while studying full-time too. I ended up having to leave uh, leave my school in the spring because it was, as you can imagine, with 60 employees, it was simply too much. Um, and I was ultimately learning a lot more doing this, running the business than in the classroom. So yeah, it was a little bit of a, a leap there, but grateful to have taken it. Um, so yeah, we started at my school. Uh, we leveraged our networks within the university community to hire. And then I guess we realized that we weren't going to be handling national brand activations at scale unless we had teams across the country. Um, so we basically were bringing in business while hiring and promising to be able to complete these programs at scale. Um, so we had to do it efficiently and kind of, yeah, effectively. Uh, so we basically leveraged those student networks and we communicated with major clubs and student societies on every different campus, um, basically trying to provide students with the best high learning uh, job opportunity possible while they're studying. So for the clubs and societies, it was additional benefit that they could provide their students or offer this opportunity to them. Um, so it was easy enough for us to make those connections, have them distribute my information or amplify information, I should say, and then start interviewing. Um, so ultimately, uh, the, the big important piece here is that while my executive team in Toronto, Canada, uh, works to leverage national brands, we actually train and equip every single on-campus team to serve mid-market uh, kind of small businesses in their university community. Um, so what that means is that we're providing students with this flexible and high-learning job opportunity um, where they're really getting maximum kind of marketing consulting exposure that they won't get otherwise while they're in school. Mitigating that cycle of kind of when you graduate, someone will say, well, you need five years of business sure. experience attain this job, but you can't have that. So we're working. And yeah, so essentially through it, being able to provide that valuable opportunity, um, it was easy enough for us to work with student societies, organizations, and clubs that were relevant to our niche uh, and recruit top talent. And then we were lucky and, and fortunate to have built a strong brand in doing so, just because when we started recruiting across the country, spending kind of time and effort, resources on those club partnerships, student society partnerships. We also spent some on social, doing targeted ads for recruitment in those regions. Um, and people started started catching on, uh, learning about who we were so that when we entered new markets this summer as well, 
they kind of started coming to us. Got it. So how many campuses now uh, do you guys work with? Uh, we work with 14 across the country. Wow. And on any given campus, essentially, we have business development associates, which work to bring in mid-market business. We have marketing analysts and content creators. Um, and the content creators allow us to essentially deliver campaigns at scale, but with a localized feel and presence so that we're not kind of communicating the same piece of content with the same voice in the, in every university community, really tailoring it to the people on that campus um, and to their specific region. So okay. yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting service and it's no one in Canada is really doing it. Um, there's a couple agencies in the States that offer similar college initiatives, but uh, we're really differentiating by actually having a lot of hands on deck on each campus. That's great. And the last, the last piece is that we uh, do a lot of influencer work. So whether that's brand ambassador work, um, experiential work, or digital campaigns, we've formed influencer partnerships on every campus as well. So pe micro influencers, people between 5,000 and 25,000 followers, and they actually represent the brands. Got it. Sorry, I'm going to ramble a little bit here, but uh, one of the things that we noticed field marketing agencies were doing wrong uh, in Canada and in North America entirely was the brand ambassador work. So they were essentially, they just had a huge pool of influencers or basically brand ambassadors, and they would see who's available on any given day, um, throw them into the mix if they had kind of represented the brand in a professional manner previously and then done. But what we do is we spend a lot of time on influencer pairing. So we really analyze that brand's vision and their target audience. Uh, for example, Procter & Gamble has um, secret deodorant. And secret deodorant's kind of true north star for their brand is to empower women. Um, so we wouldn't just simply throw a woman into the mix on that campus to represent the brand. We actually find student club leaders, um, society presidents, sort of large female figures on that campus to represent the brand. But then we also look at what clubs they're involved with, who their network is on campus and who they reach digitally to ensure that they're going to effectively reach the correct target audience. And we've got some great, uh, some great press from that influencer pairing technique and in Forbes Inc. Entrepreneur and a, a few others. So it's, it's really simple, but at the same time, it's it's simple, but people aren't doing it. So sure. that's a little gap we've filled. Do you see that growth continuing now over the next 12 months? Uh, like you guys added 60 people this year. Do you, do you think that kind of growth would continue again going into the next year? So part of the challenge with all that hiring is that you can't spend as much time on bringing in business or you have sure, slightly, sure. slightly rest, less resources to handle campaigns as well. Um, and we're kind of keen on really building our footprint now through proven success handling these campaigns at scale. Um, so that will be our focus for the next 12 months. And it's interesting because the 14 universities we're at right now are kind of the biggest schools in Canada. Um, and we've had brands come to us and say, oh, we want to do a activation at this school, this school, this school. And we won't have teams there, but we have an expansive enough student network that enables us to handle activations on those smaller campuses. So right now we are able to basically hire freelancers, um, 
part-time students to handle these campaigns at other schools when it's a need. But right now, we're really going to work on bringing in more business and handling these activations at scale opposed to uh, recruiting. Got it. How has the reception been uh, from a client's perspective? Because this is just something completely new that other agencies aren't doing. Uh, you know, how, how are they reacting to that? And do you see any potential competition that would pop up? Um, so our clients have been very receptive and it's interesting. The few, a few of the biggest brands, international brands we work with in consumer goods, alcohol, Bev, um, and retail have all kind of expressed in the early meetings saying that if this was 2012 or 2010, we likely wouldn't have gotten that meeting at brands that big being such a young startup. But since this is 2017, where again, they're, they've had this massive flip in their marketing budgets from TV, radio to social, we are able to get in there and we are able to have productive chats early on, despite being so young. So, um, our, our clients have been very receptive in that way, just because it's such a crucial time to begin earning consumer loyalty again for the future. So when you're 18 to 25, let's say, for example, coffee, you'll start drinking coffee more regularly, most people anyway, um, but you'll just kind of pick what's available, what's cheap, what's, um, what's nearby, and then that could end up being a long-term relationship that you end up building. So... Now we're looking at what brands we can help and how we can help our clients basically get in the door early so that we can start building loyalty for the future because there's no, there's not a lot of value in if someone buys a product or service one time, but if they're a customer for a decade or, or more, then obviously it's a very profitable and lucrative um, client for, for our clients. Sure. Um, and yes, there is some. There are field marketing agencies that do tailored work to the youth segment in Canada. Um, they particularly do them in kind of major city centers. So we're able to differentiate by doing it on campus, um, targeted, and often building a more meaningful presence. Uh, for example, I guess there's a number. Every bank in Canada does has brand ambassador programs on each campus, um, but they recruit the wrong people. Uh, the people aren't really given clear goals and tasks and nobody really knows they're there. So now we're working with one of the banks and instead of positioning this brand ambassador program as that a brand ambassador program, we're actually recruiting on campus consultants, which are gonna be representing the bank and working to basically provide financial literacy tips and training to students on that campus. So in this market, a lot of the time, it's about finding ways to add value to students first before trying to sell them your service or product. So find a way to build that relationship, foster some trust um, to inspire first purchase down the line, but also build that meaningful relationship, which will enhance customer loyalty. Got it. What do you think is the biggest opportunity in, in your space right now that you want to take advantage of that you can talk about? <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of about, I mean, social is a great way to target people at scale, but at the same time, we can target people at scale in person um, and digitally without them spending money for impressions uh, 
on Facebook targeted ads or AdWords, whatever they're using. So there's a great opportunity in this youth segment taking advantage of both micro-influencers and the ability to actually get on campus um, to reach people more effectively. So, I mean, everyone is doing, not everyone, but a lot of people are doing influencer marketing, but not a lot of people are doing it well. You'll often see hashtag paid or hashtag ad, and they're not really building a meaningful relationship with that client or with that consumer. Um, so we actually spend, through spending a little bit more time on finding the right people to represent the brand and finding creative avenues to engage people opposed to just simply sending a, or filtering a message through that influencer, um, there's a real opportunity to drive conversions and, and build influence in that market. Got it. So you guys have built you know, a pretty successful company uh, you know, very early on. Uh, I always wonder if, when we interview young, young entrepreneurs, if you could go back, in this case for you guys, I guess 12 months ago, and if you had to redo the growth of your company, is there anything that you would have done differently or anything you've learned now that you wish you had applied back then? That's an excellent question. Um, the The short answer is probably too many things. There's so many things <laughs> that I know now that I didn't know this past August. Um, but at the same time, through making those little mistakes or having those road bumps, it just builds a more effective company and makes me more effective as an individual and leader. So I would like to actually say that I wouldn't have done anything differently simply because I believe I really maximized my learning um, in these past 12 months through both success and the hiccups down the road. I'm fortunate that those hiccups haven't led to any significant kind of decreases in, in revenue or in any traction. Um, so it's, it's tough to say. I mean, there's, there's a few things that I would have changed business development wise. The first was that we started for probably the first eight weeks, um, which is almost no time at all. Uh, simply trying to bring in work with a team at one university campus, not realizing that we're not really going to get in the door with a lot of big brands um, unless I had past connections there without having an expansive network. So, I mean, that's just such a little thing, but it's uh, it's something that I should have known early on. Um, but again, it's one of those things that through a realization eight weeks down the line, it enabled kind of huge growth for the next eight or 12 months now, I guess I should say. So, Yeah. Got it. What would be the best advice then that you would have for other entrepreneurs, especially young people who want to start an agency? Uh, your agency model is kind of unique, but there's a lot of young people who really want to st start agencies right now, it seems. What would be your, your best advice for them? Um, so I would say basically look at, look internally first, look at who you are, um, what your interests are, and what you excel at. Um, so for me, that happened to be finding a way to engage students on university and college campuses. But someone that's 20 or someone that's 19, 18, even 16 could have a fashion blog or they could have a blog on craft beer or a coffee blog. And they could have a lot of knowledge and um, learning and a big network in those specific markets. So my basic advice would be to look internally and see what you're knowledgeable on, um, what you excel at and what you're interested in, what market segments specifically you have an interest in if you're building an agency 
and then build something around that niche. So it could be simply helping coffee roasters if you're knowledgeable in that market and have a blog with a big following and then taking leveraging that following to engage your current clients or people you've spoken with uh, while building out that blog to build an agency which helps people in that market. So for me, I mean, it was, I understood that 18 to 24 consumer behavior quite well. Um, and I took that learning to, to build a brand around that. So, I mean, it was just for me, it was about looking internally at seeing what am I good at? Uh, what am I not good at and how I can help. So, I mean, at, at 20 years old, I wouldn't have gone to some investors and said, look, I want to build this private equity firm or I want to start this investment banking group um, because that's kind of unreasonable without the experience. But saying I want to start this brand, which helps connect other brands to students on university college campuses as a student is very reasonable. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really about looking at your strengths, your weaknesses as well. Um, and seeing how you can help others through understanding yourself first. Um, and then when it comes to actually building a product or building an agency, you just kind of got it. You have to do it. So, I mean, you might have an idea and you might have a strength, um, but you're not really going to know if it's a need and if people value what you do until you try and do it. So, I mean, if it was six months down the line and we didn't have anyone signed and we weren't bringing in business, then there's a good chance helping brands grow and succeed in that student market might not have been a need or we would have to look at what we're doing and can we make a pivot um, to make this work. So, I mean, just figure out your strengths, give it a try, um, see how you can help others. Even if you start at a low cost solution or on a pro bono basis, just to see if you can really add value to the teams to validate your business concept, then you're going to learn a lot and you might be able to build something special out of it. That's good advice. So one last question. Is there a book that you've read, uh, you know, along your journey as an entrepreneur that's made an impact on you, whether it's how you built your business, uh, your, your productivity? Yeah, there's a few. Um, one is interesting. I mean, the classic one that I would say is how to uh, win friends and influence people. Um, but a secondary one is actually called, um, it's called, Mo I forget. Let me, let me search this quickly. So I actually sure. say it right. Um, something about motorcycle, um, uh, the art of motorcycle Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. Sorry for the delay. Uh. So this is basically a book that looks into individual value, um, specifically who, who, are, who are you and what do you stand for, um, and looking at how those values can help you achieve some sense of the self uh, and of calm. And that book brought me a lot of value in terms of, as a young kind of entrepreneur and student, I didn't really know who I was or what I wanted or what I enjoyed doing or what I excelled at. Um, but it brought me a lot of value in the sense that it helped me look internally seeing and understanding my strengths and understanding that I didn't have to be good at everything in any sense, um, that I could just be good at one thing, but it could be one thing that I'm great at that turns into 
a huge business, international business. Um, so this is a great book to read if you are at kind of that point where you don't really know who you are, what you what you are good at, or what you want to do. Um, because I think part of it and building a business or becoming an entrepreneur is first understanding yourself um, to do so. That's awesome. And we'll put those bo uh, both of those books into the show notes as well. Kieran, thank you for coming on the show today. This was a really good interview. I think there's some really great stuff here, especially for young people uh, looking to get into the marketing space, the agency space. Really good stuff. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to uh, staying connected. What's the What's the best way for people to find you? Um, so... I have well, there's LinkedIn. Um, I have a Facebook page as well that I put out consistent in, uh, kind of value and information on. Um, LinkedIn's great; it's just Kieran Matthew. Facebook is awesome too. You can find me if you search my name, Kieran Matthew. I have a page, and I also have a personal um, a personal page where we can communicate better. And then, I mean, also there's Twitter, there's Instagram, so. Uh, really, anywhere and everywhere, if you make an effort to contact me, I will absolutely uh, connect back. Perfect. We'll put those in the show notes as well. Kieran, thanks for coming on. Thank you, and have a great day. You too.